What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the In Situ Health and Fitness Podcast. On today's episode, we're cutting through the BS so you can understand what's the best diet for you to lose body fat. I really wanted to bring this topic to the podcast this week because for some reason it seems to be trending again diets not necessarily fat loss but what diet is the best diet seems to be trending on the internet in person with our clients everywhere and we don't have a specific episode that is labeled the best diet for fat loss so i thought what better way than to create a resource we can give to our clients so that is where we're going with today's episode before we do get into it though there's a few things we should clarify right Mm -hmm. firstly we are talking about fat loss today not weight loss necessarily Mm, yes what's the difference so when we say fat loss we mean losing body fat but ideally you want to maintain a little bit of muscle because we all know by now that having muscle on your body is good it's healthy whereas losing weight is losing overall body weight so your number on the scales will go down so if you are training and you're trying to lose fat your body weight may not change because you're building muscle but your fat body fat percentage will change. Mm. Does that sound clear enough? Yeah, it's a good good thing to start with because I still see people getting mixed up. So if you do want to look better and get that lean look or muscular look or um, tones, tones is another buzzword, using all of them today, um, then yeah, your weight's probably not going to change. If if anything, depending on your body type and where you're at, your weight could actually go up, yeah. but your body fat percentage will go down. So yeah, just yeah, continue. Okay, great. Um, the other thing that I wanted to clarify is that we are going to be using the word words phrase calorie deficit a lot, okay? Because I really, really, really want to reiterate that any diet that you are considering trying or that you have tried in the past, whether it worked or not, all comes down to whether you are eating in a calorie deficit. So I don't care if it's low carb, keto, paleo, you're fasting, carnivore, vegan, whatever it is, if they help you lose weight, then it's because you are eating less calories than your body needs. So you're eating in a deficit. It, it <laughs> It's so simple. But it's so true and... It's just adherence. It's, in, <clears throat> adherence is the hardest part. The worst thing is these influencers, sometimes doctors or whoever they are, I'm picking on keto, but it's not just keto. These all come around. It's like a couple of years, like one year, this doctor will be super popular and they say, everybody's got to be in keto. And then they'll be popular for about 12 months and then they'll disappear. A couple of years later, another doctor or influencer will pop up. Keto's the best. And it just keeps, but none of them actually say that you're in a calorie deficit. It's mm. just like, you've got to eat this certain way, but the end result is that you're actually in a calorie deficit. And just on a side note, this has come up twice in the last two weeks. Calories are different to carbohydrates. Okay. Um, so a lot of people get those mixed up and hear, oh, like you've got to eat less c- calories and go, oh, well, I've got to count up cal- cut out all carbs, completely different things. Carbs are macros, calories are, you probably explain it a bit better than I would. Calories are like the 
why did I not come prepared with this clear definition? They're like the, I guess, the cost of food, to put it very simply. So maybe we'll just run over the macros very mm -hmm. quickly. Yep. So all food, anything, liquids as well, are made up of calories, which your body then uses to create energy. If you are consuming too many calories for the amount of energy you're outputting, then your body will store those, that energy as fat, generally. And then within the calorie umbrella, you have macronutrients, which you should all be familiar with. And that is protein, fats, and carbohydrates. They're the three macronutrients. And then under that, you have micronutrients, which come from like your fruits and vegetables, and they are vitamins and minerals. So they're probably the three main umbrellas that you need to know about, mm -hmm. I think. We are going to go over how you can use the macronutrients in your diet to help you because they're, they're very important. And I feel like if you're listening, you should have some idea by now. And if you don't, we have a very specific nutrition for beginners guide mm. <laughs> that will help you with that. But pretty much what I really want to reiterate before we get into it is that there is no special diet out there. None of the diets are magic. They are all created equal in the way that they cause you to eat less calories. It just depends on what works best for you, mm. what you can stick to. If you like eating lower carb and you feel good and you like eating foods that are higher in protein and fat, and that's gonna help you stick to it, go nuts. If you only like to eat for eight hours a day because it helps you stop with snacking, go for it. Um, yeah, do you think that's all the things that we need to cover before we get into it? Um, yeah, I, I think that's just a good point. Like whatever diet works for you. Um, I've had several people reach out. Again, I don't know if it's just happening all over again or people are just spending more on ad spend. So it's coming up in people's social yeah. media a little bit more. Um, I've had several different diets, just clients or people just reach out and say, does, does this work? And the answer is yes, but at the same time, no. Does it work? Possibly. Have you tried it for long enough? Yeah, long enough to. One of the biggest things is people just try it for a couple of weeks and go, well, that didn't work, where you need to give it a good couple of months to actually start seeing any sort of results. So if you are interested in one of these diets or anything like that, please listen to the full episode so you actually know what is actually working but also give it long enough. Yeah. That's just one of the pet peeves I hate. People will try it for a couple of weeks and go, well, it could be something as extreme as carnivore and go, well, carnivore didn't work. I'm like, well, how long did you try it? Oh, I did it for about a week. It's like, <laughs> that's not gonna work. Give it a couple of months. Okay. The way that I've structured the points I wanna talk about mm -hmm. is in way, is in levels of progression. Because obviously, Everybody will be on a, at a different stage in their fat loss journey, mm -hmm. right? Like I might have less fat to lose than someone else listening, vice versa. So ideally, if you have not at all started anything or you've done lots of fad diets and you're like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing or where to start, start with the first point and then you add the second point and then you add the third point so you build on the things that I'm about to say. And if you are more experienced and you're just trying to really get that extra lean look, then you would probably want to start with all of the things um, and get really specific with them. Mm. But it will make more sense as we go along. The first, and I think the most beneficial that everybody should, should just learn about is 
consuming foods that are low calorie density. What that? What the heck does that mean? So I I don't know if there's a way to learn this without counting your calories. Mm. I probably I should have put it second. Well, yeah. Damn. Anyway, we're going we're going with it. Okay. So basically, low calorie density foods generally are like fruits and vegetables first and foremost. A good example would be if you were to eat five Oreos, that would cost you 500 calories. Five. Five Oreos, 5.5 Oreos cost you 500 calories. To put that in perspective, my calorie target for a day is about 2,300. So, so you could have 20 Oreos. And then that's all I can eat for the day if I'm trying to hit, if I'm trying to lose fat. Mm. That's, that's my target. Whereas if I was to have 200 calories worth of strawberries, that is 60 strawberries. Damn. Does that put that yeah. in perspective of what low calorie density foods? So strawberries are the low calorie dense foods. So you can have 60 strawberries or five Oreos. Yes. And it's the same amount of calories. No, sorry, I should have done it like that, but it's 200 calories is 60 strawberries. Oh, wow. So, so, I think so you could have 120. strawberries is 100 calories. Yeah, wow. Yes. So you can have a shitload of strawberries. Yes. Or five Oreos. Five Oreos. So that is what, like the whole calorie density, like it just makes it a lot easier for you to subconsciously eat less calories mm. because our body doesn't studies have shown I've actually got some really great studies that I will link it in the description but studies have shown that they if you have two groups of people and you eat 2,000 calories a day in processed calorie dense foods so if you eat 2,000 calories a day in I don't know McDonald's and Oreos and I eat 2,000 calories a day in low calorie density foods but high volume so like strawberries and vegetables you will still be hungry even though I have eaten the exact same amount of calories as you for the day because our body doesn't necessarily count the, the calorie content of foods. It more so counts the volume um, that is filling our stomach, yeah. right? And it's just, it's a very easy, I want to say hack. I wish that there was a cool name for a diet like this, like keto or paleo, mm. like Maybe we should maybe we should be the ones to to claim it, put our flag in it, because it is it's the basics. Like it's very simple. You can still eat a lot of food, mm. like quantity wise, but be eating in a calorie deficit if you focus on low calorie density foods. And I do think this is the first point that should go before calorie counting or all that sort of stuff. Because if all you do is add in these foods. And don't count your calories, don't do anything else. All you're doing is adding in more fruit and vegetables. Yeah. You will start to lose body fat because you're not, it, like Max said, you're going to fill yourself up. So you don't want to eat as much. And it, in the end, it gives you more energy anyway. So you can, you know, do your workouts more. You can have more energy to do, want to go and do your workouts, you know, want to go for that extra walk, all that sort of stuff. So without even, doing anything else and just adding those in. Even if you still want those five Oreos, have your fruit and veg or, or fruit or veg before your Oreos. Yeah. Um, let, let it digest a little bit, then have your Oreos. And you'll find that you probably over time, you're not gonna want those Oreos. 
to start with. Yeah, you, you probably will because they're delicious and mm -hmm. your body craving them. But over time, again, a couple of months, your body will go, oh, three's enough and then two's enough and then one and then you probably won't want it anymore. Yeah, definitely. I always get my clients, if snacking is a problem, I always get my clients to pair it with a fruit mm. because just halves, if not less than half, the amount of calories that you're consuming, exactly like you said. So I would say if you want to start implementing that first point, think about just adding. It feels counterintuitive, but just add an extra serving of vegetables, an extra serving of fruit, and keep everything else the same and try and eat it first, like you said, because you will just intuitively eat less overall. Yeah, and just real quick, a real life example of this got brought to me by, again, somebody just bringing a diet to me and saying, does this work? And they were saying, they in the lunchroom at work, they, they were feeling left out because they would eat their tin of tuna and a couple of biscuits with peanut butter on it or something. But the tuna and the biscuits with peanut butter ended up being about eight or 900 calories, mm -hmm. where these guys at work were doing keto diets and all they had was like eggs, bacon, minced meat or something like that. And- Do you mean carnivore? Carnivore, sorry. And the client that came to me said, like, why do they get to eat all that sort of stuff and I'm eating this? And I got him to put what he eats into a calorie cal calculator and what they were eating in the cal calorie calculator and it was actually less. Although it seemed more yeah. because it's meat and eggs and that sort of stuff, and it was more volume, like a lot more volume, he was like, it's got to be more calories. But when you actually count your calories and put it in there, you realize that the processed um, biscuits and all that sort of stuff are so high in calories yeah. and you're eating so much less. So it does suck. It so does. it's worth trying that, yeah. That just, that just made me think of something that I think I should bring up before we move on, and that is... If you are eating healthy, quotation marks healthy, because I don't even know what the definition of eating healthy is, um, and you think that you should be losing weight from the amount that you're eating, then you could, you can still eat healthy and eat in a calorie surplus very mm. easily. So if you think you're eating healthy and you should be losing weight, maybe your diet looks like yogurt and muesli and nuts for breakfast very all very calorie dense foods and then maybe you're having like i'm gonna use my mum as an example because she doesn't listen and she's the prime example of this maybe you're having like um then what what will she have for a snack not like a trail mix <coughs> snack or a muesli bar snack and then dim sims for lunch maybe she's only having three dim sims but there's a lot of calories being consumed and then maybe a juice or a smoothie with more yogurt and mm. fats and protein and then maybe she's having rice, uh, rice. What does she love? Cheese, salami and biscuits after work. And then maybe for dinner, they're having pasta. So if you envision all of those foods, they're all small, like, and they all could definitely come under the healthy umbrella, but that doesn't mean that they're not energy dense. It doesn't mm. mean that they're high in calories. Whereas if you were to swap some of those things for like, um, maybe fruit and yogurt rather than muesli for breakfast. You're already halfway there. And then your morning snack could be like some vegetable sticks and hummus instead of cheese and crackers. And then your lunch could be some sort of lean meat salad and quinoa. And then there's just like lots of very 
simple things once you start to know what foods are le like less calorie dense easy ways to swap but still enjoy a full diet yeah um i know we're going off topic but one i see this all the time and i get so many photos of this and people like will have this conversation with people and then they go out for breakfast and they get their two big slices of sourdough toast with smothered in avocado a couple of eggs and then salmon and some nuts sprinkled around as well mm. there's about 1200 calories in <laughs> that meal and it's just like yes you're you're swapping out your bad breakfast or actually starting to have breakfast but that starting off the day with that many calories and not understanding and then continuing to eat more calories during the day is yeah it's a good place to start but then again like you've got to understand how many calories are in that meal as well yeah okay moving on i actually put protein as the second most important point okay rather than calories mm -hmm. because i had calories as number one but counting calories is there's a lot of friction to start that so I moved it to number three because I want you guys to be able to adhere to the things that I'm giving you. So this, I would say, is stage two, is focusing on your protein. Still not necessarily tracking your protein, but just being conscious of the foods that, one, the foods that contain protein, and two, how often you are eating protein. So ideally, you want to have protein at every meal and a little bit with each snack if you can. I feel like snacking is the hardest part to mm. have protein, but it will make a massive difference. Yeah. So also when you're losing fat, if you are not eating an adequate amount of protein, then you're going to lose muscle as well. So body weight overall, which we really, really want to maintain any muscle if you have muscle. Um, so that's why protein is very important to prioritize. And secondly, it is the most satiating macro. It's going to make you feel the most satisfied, the fullest for the longest. I just can't emphasize that but enough. I, I think that's why carnivore is so popular at the moment. Yes. Because it is just eating protein, like meats. Yeah. And it does fill you up so much. And it's very hard to overconsume meat. Very hard. So in doing that, your calorie intake for the day is lower because you literally just can't eat that many calories through yep. meat. Um, yeah, so yeah, good example. Exactly. Um, so how, do, how on earth do you find out how much protein you should be having? Firstly, I would say first make sure you're having protein at every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, okay? Then once you're doing that, if you are a female, I would say aim for one to two, depending on how much muscle mass you have, palm size, so your own palm. So this thickness, this size of protein, if you're not watching, sorry, but one to two per meal. So that's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And if you're a male, depends how big you are, but you wanna aim for two to three palms size of protein per meal. And then once you've got all of that down pat, then you might want to actually calculate how many grams of protein you consume a day, which is 1.5 to 2 grams per kilo of body weight. Just go however tall you are. Oh, by height. Yeah, so um, because, yeah, the industry standard now is how tall you are. So I'm 182 centimetres, so I aim for 182 grams of protein. Oh, that's much easier to work out. Yeah, so 
and again, thereabouts, like, yeah. but um, protein is probably the easiest thing to track. Like, and even before you start counting your calories and all that sort of stuff, I'd say it's pretty easy to track because you can just type into Google how much protein in a chicken breast mm -hmm. and you've got an idea of how much protein it is. If you are snacking, having muesli bars or whatever, yogurt and that sort of stuff, there's a protein on the label. Yeah. On the container where the food comes, it says how much protein per serve or however much you eat. So it's very easy to quickly calculate how much protein you're actually eating. Compared to counting calories and all that sort of stuff, protein is very easy to track, I, I, I think so anyway. Yeah. It does take a little bit more effort, but not as much as actually counting calories for the day. I should also clarify that like 100 grams of chicken breast does not equal 100 grams of protein yeah, yeah. because that did come, I can't remember where it came up but it came up somewhere the other day mm. and I was like whoa yes. <laughs> no. there is a certain amount of protein in within the calories of the chicken mm. or the weight of the chicken I should say so yeah like Jack said just google it google is really great for figuring out the calories if you don't want to use a specific app like my fitness pal just for figuring out the calories of a serving that you have mm. um yeah do you think there's anything else we need to say on protein uh, I don't think so, uh, but it's just exercise-wise. Let's just go off topic a little bit. Um, if you're also ex and let's be honest, if somebody's goal is fat loss, they're exercising. Yeah. Um, Hopefully. Unfortunately, most people think fat loss and then they go and do cardio, which is the complete wrong um, thing to be doing. But we'll cover that in another episode. So if your goal is fat loss, then you want to be doing weights and to do weights and build muscle, um, you need to be having enough protein for your body to build muscle, okay? So um, that is going to get you results the fastest. So make sure you prioritize protein. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're in a calorie deficit. Especially if you're in a, if you're in a calorie deficit. Um, Cause it's gonna make the biggest difference. And I know a lot of people just listen to this and just breeze over it and go, yeah, whatever. But those that actually listen to this and actually track their protein intake are going to get results. I guarantee it. It's, I've seen it in us, in clients, in other people that aren't even clients who have told to do it. It works. There's studies behind this to show it works. This, that does actually work. So, um, yeah, all I'll say is those that actually track their protein are going to get results. Those that don't might get results. Wow. Mm. <laughs> okay ready for calories ready so before you get scared and run away just hang on the first thing i would say if you want to go down the calorie path is to simply start with a calorie counting app my fitness pal or chronometer mm -hmm. great chronometer if you're interested in the health side of things is really good because it also shows you the um, vitamins and minerals you're getting from the foods you're eating. So if you download the app and then all I want you to do is it'll, it'll ask you questions and it'll probably give you a deficit to follow. Don't even follow that. Just start by entering the foods you're eating so you know how many calories you're eating on average over a week. Because if you don't know what your maintenance is or it might be your surplus at the minute, then you won't know how to reduce your calories and you want to reduce your calories gradually and slowly. I don't want you to count your calories for a week and say you're eating 3000 calories 
and the calorie calculator says that you should be eating in a deficit of 1800 to lose weight, I don't want you to do that immediately because you're going to fail. There's mm. absolutely no doubt about it. <laughs> you're going to fail. It's too hard and it's not sustainable for the long term. So ideally, if you are eating 3000 calories a day, I want you to reduce your calories by 250 at the most. And then once you have reduced your calories to by 250 and you do that consistently for at least four weeks, minimum of four weeks, then you can reduce them by another 250. And you just keep going until you get to a point, I would never go less than to like 1500, mm. but just keep going until you get to, every time you hit a plateau, you reduce your calories by 250. It's pretty much that simple, but also making sure that you're hitting your protein target, I think, when you're counting your calories, because you can actually see how much protein you're consuming in the app. Yeah? Yep. <laughs> I feel like you had something to contribute. I do, but continue. Okay. So I had linked a paper here about how to find your calorie weight because I don't necessarily know a calorie calculator that is I can endorse, recommend online. Mm. And also... An estimator, you should say. An estimator. What mm. did I say? Calculator. Counter. Yeah. Calculator. Yeah. Oh, Like okay. if I was to go online and say calorie calculator there's hundreds every every fitness influencer has their own calorie calculator now mm. right um, and then the app is probably going to give you way less than you should start with anyway so i did find a paper that has a reliable and very simple formula okay and that is your body weight in pounds so you'll have to put your body weight in pounds you can do that in google times 13. Okay. Well. That is how many calories you should consume. That is the most simple one that I can find because there is like the way that I learned, there is a lot of longhand ones like, you know, like mm. it's like a long equation. Um, and then there's a lot of calorie calculators that are just super confusing. Some that might be too simple. But this is what this researcher has found to be the most reliable to start losing fat. So your body weight in pounds in times pounds. 13. Yes. So the example that I took from the paper is 170 pounds times 13 equals 2,210 calories. Mm. And that's where you would start. Yep. And then after you plateau, then you can reduce it yourself by that. Um, or, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, okay, what, what did you have to contribute to the calorie? So I was just gonna say, let's say, let's keep it easy and say you're eating 3,000, um, you've tracked it, is like, all right, I'm eating 3,000. You can go back to step one yeah, and just start increasing certain foods like fruit and vegetables, whole fruit and vegetables, and you'll find that your calories will naturally start coming down. You don't have to, again, people freak out and go, oh, I need to cut this, cut this, cut this, cut this. Don't cut anything. <laughs> just go back to step one, add in a few good things, and you'll find that naturally over time your calories start coming down and then go to step two add protein to every meal you'll find you'll be more full like you won't want to eat more because protein does fill you up and again your calories are going to start coming down so you're not actually counting calories and trying to manipulate anything you're just going back to step one step two and your calories will naturally come down again this takes time though yeah it's not going to happen in a week it's going to happen in a couple of months over a couple of months i should say so just take your time, be patient with it. And 
people, oh, I'm not gonna track my calories for this long. You don't have to. Just do it one day and then see what you're eating. Add in a few different things. Make sure that you're consistently eating a little bit more fruit and vegetables. And then in two or three weeks, count your calories for one day again. See where it's at. And then change, add a bit of meat in or a bit more protein, however you want to get your protein in. And then do that consistently and then track your track for a day in another couple of weeks. Like yeah. you don't have to do it every single day. Just do it once every now and then just yeah. to see where you're at. It's just think about it as a learning experience rather than a restrictive experience. Mm. And also like a lot of the a lot of the time clients say I don't have the time to count my calories. But I want you to we didn't we talk about this last week go in and see how much time you spend scrolling TikTok, Instagram, mm. Facebook, whatever it is. It's yeah. hours. I'm sure you have 3 minutes a day to go in and enter the food that you're eating and once you learn the value of the foods you're eating, like the calorie density of the foods, you won't forget. Like you yeah. are going to keep that knowledge, that information for the rest of your life, right? And you're going, it's just going to be, the more you do it, the easier choosing the right foods for your goals will get because you will just know what they're worth. Um, it's a bit of a hard truth, but a lot of time when I get a new client and I'm like, well, what's your goal and it's fat loss? And I'm like, okay, well, what's your commitment level out of 10? And like, yes, I really want to smash it. I'm at eight or nine out of 10. This is what I really want to achieve. I'm like, okay, we'll go track your calories today. Oh, no, I haven't got time for it. I'm like, well, hmm. you don't actually want to reach that goal. Yeah. But it's hard to hear, but if you're, if, you're, if you're making excuses not to do the things you need to to achieve your goal, then you don't actually want to achieve it. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, don't feel like you, you've failed or anything like that. If you don't want those goals, it's fine, but this is what you need to do to achieve those goals. And you might just... And it could be a matter of just going back to step one and adding a bit of fruit and veg in, and that's enough for you. But if you really want to, like, you know, I still get clients or people reach out and say, I just can't move that last little body bit of body fat and I'm really trying to get it and I'm doing this, this and this. And I'm like, well, what's your protein, protein intake for the day? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, well, you need to track it. And it's like, oh, I haven't got time to do all that sort of stuff. I'm like, well, you don't really want that goal. And again, that's fine, but if you want that goal, this is what you need to do. Yeah. Okay, that sums it up very well. Uh, we better get a move on. So number four is a very quick one, but I thought I had to address it, which is fats and carbs. Because if you're using a tracking app and you're tracking your protein, obviously it's gonna give you a fat target and a carbohydrate target as well. And people are often like, oh, my carbs, are, should my carbs be 35% or 30% of my intake? Or mm. should my fat be 20% or 25% of my intake? It doesn't matter, okay? Whatever you prefer the most. If you track your calories and you are often eating more fats than carbs, then just adjust to allow yourself to consume more fats than carbs while staying under your calorie target. Mm. Research shows <laughs> that Regardless of whether you're eating a low-fat diet or a low-carb diet, when protein intake is on point, it doesn't matter, okay? For fat loss, it does not matter. As long as your protein intake is there, it doesn't matter how what your percentage of carb-to-fat ratio is, okay? Clear? Yep. Okay, number five, drink more water. <laughs> That's it, move on? No, I'm kidding. Um, it really is that. <laughs> almost, that's simple. Uh, so if you are trying to lose fat or weight even, or build muscle or think more clearly, 
and you're not drinking enough water, you are doing yourself a major disservice. It is very easy, basically free, <laughs> free, mostly, mostly free thing that you can add in and it will make a massive amount of difference. Why? Firstly, sometimes you might think you're hungry, but you're actually just thirsty because you're dehydrated and your body will say, we just need something, anything, food with water, water with water, just give me something. Secondly, if you were trying to eat in a calorie deficit, having enough water with the food or after the food you're eating will just help fill your stomach and will also help with digestion as mm. well, which I think is often overlooked. Third, I think for me, it gives me something to do with my hands and my mouth because I know a lot of people that sit at a desk that I've met since we've moved here like to snack on like nuts or popcorn or crackers while they work. If you have a water bottle or even just like a black tea of some sort, like a chamomile or peppermint or whatever, just to make you feel like you're consuming something, it can mm. help a lot when you're trying to eat in a calorie deficit. And the last thing that I think you should just keep in the back of your mind is that it's really, really good for your brain. Your brain needs a lot of water to function properly. And if you're dehydrated, then you probably aren't making the best decisions. One, you can't think clearly at work. Two, you can't think clearly when you go to the fridge or the pantry about what you want to eat because your brain is not functioning optimally. Mm. I think that's all we need to know about water. I was just gonna say also, being dehydrated and working out is just useless. You get no benefits from the workout. So obviously everybody listening, uh, if your tr goal is fat loss, you're obviously training as well. And if you're dehydrated in those sessions, then it's just like a wasted session. Yeah. Um, I can't stress that enough. And it's like you've just wasted all this time and effort and you actually want to achieve these goals. So make sure you're hydrated. How to know if you're hydrated? probably should talk about firstly if you want to get real specific with it which isn't necessarily necessary but you can google your body weight and it will tell you how much water you should be consuming for how heavy you are mm -hmm. two two liters is pretty safe for everyone to aim to consume if you work out or sweat a lot aim for three otherwise if your pee is very yellow you need to drink more water yep. it should be like light yellow to clear okay that's like the basic indicator of how hydrated you are and if you're thirsty and dehydrated, it's too late. Like you're already, <laughs> you, yeah, you've got to stay on top of it. Stay on top of it. Yeah. Okay, to wrap it up, I thought that we should go over, well, I'm going to go over, I just wrote down my main goals for each meal generally to sort of maintain body composition that I have now because that's where I want to stay. I feel like we have the same goals though. But just to give you guys a bit of a perspective of how what you should be thinking about when you're trying to when you come to each meal what should i buy what should i be including you just told me like a lot of stuff mac now what the heck do i do for lunch that i'm about to eat today so firstly i would say if you want to lose fat hit your calorie target and your protein target for every meal that might mean that you have to pre-enter your meals into my fitness pal Whatever it is, that is, your main, that is your main focus if you really want to lose fat, specifically. Second, make sure you have fruits and vegetables at every single meal. Mm. Super basic and snacks if you can, because like we said a hundred times, it keeps you full. But these are just the three things that I focus on when I'm trying to lose fat, okay? So it's not like you, these are the only things I want you to do. This is just where I would start if I was you. 
And the third thing is to stick to mostly unprocessed foods. It's that simple because they're less in calories and mm. they make you want more of them. <laughs> so if I'm, if I'm trying to lose fat, that is where I will begin. Three goals every meal, every day for however many weeks I want to do that for. Agreed? Yep. Cool. That's all. That's all we have today. Um, I'll just say one more thing yeah. on takeaway. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't believe there's a, such a good thing as healthy takeaway or whatever you want to call it. Um, only in the fact that you don't know what's going into it. Because a lot of time when you get takeaway, yeah, it could just be a salad with a bit of dressing or a bit of meat and that sort of stuff, but you don't know what's in the dressing. You don't know how they've cooked the meat, what they've cooked the meat in. There could be extra calories in there. I'm not saying don't eat out or anything like that, but if you're consistently eating out um, and you're getting the same meal, say for lunch or something like that, just if you're counting your calories, just add an extra two to 300 calories to that meal because it's probably gonna be higher. Yeah. Because takeaway, like yes, people, there's certain chains or takeaway places out there that try and be healthier and give you healthy options and that sort of stuff. But their goal is to still make you come back and want more. Mm. So they will sneak a couple of bad things in there like sugars or some sort of fats and that sort of stuff to make you go, oh, that was really delicious. I'm going to go get that tomorrow. Um, so just be mindful of that. Again, not a bad thing. Just just be mindful that it's probably more calories than what you're actually entering into the calorie calculator. It all just comes back to what do you want? Mm. Really? If you really want to lose fat, then you, you should try just counting your calories, try minimizing processed food, try minimizing takeaway. How bad do you want it? Yeah. Really? Realistically? Yep. Cool. cool. All Good right. luck, everybody. <laughs> Obviously, if you've made it this long, you've enjoyed the episode, you've got something out of it, and you probably know somebody else that will get something out of it as well podcast grow by word of mouth. Uh, we appreciate everybody that has been sharing because we're getting a lot of new listeners, questions, interactions with this podcast. So thank you for those that have been sharing it. If you are, continue sharing it. And if you haven't yet, copy the show link, send it to one, just one friend or family member, um, cousin, auntie, anybody. Co-worker. Co-workers, send this link to one other person and it will help them reach their goals as well they'll thank you and we thank you for doing that as well. So everybody wins. All right, I'll shut up and let's get, no, we're already done. We're yet. already done. <laughs> we're going to end again. it. <laughs> Have a good day, everybody. And we'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Hey guys, this is Mac again. Just one more thing before you leave. And that is two minute Tuesdays. Would you enjoy getting a short email from me every Tuesday that provides a little chicken nugget of information that I found useful and interesting and that I think might also help you? It is about half a page long, intended to be a two minute read, kind of like a virtual record of my personal diet, exercise, productivity and life epiphanies that I think would be useful to others and especially to you guys listening. So if that sounds like fun, again, very short, a tiny little insight to keep you motivated for the week and give you something to think about. And if you would like to try it out, just go to insitucollective.com forward slash newsletter, drop in your email and you will get the very next one. 
Again, that is in-situcollective.com forward slash newsletter. It is completely free. And of course you can unsubscribe at any time. As always, thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next one.